Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Bottoming, the LGBTQ mental health podcast about rock bottoming and beyond. Kindly sponsored by Joe Malone London. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BottomingPod or visit BottomingPodcast.com for more content relating to each episode. We've also added a support page to the website to direct you to the right place if you're struggling or need someone to talk to. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Brendan. And I am Matthew, and our pronouns are he and him. And we're back from a little bit of a break. Yeah, you are listening to Bottoming. It is the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, our guest today is the gorgeous, stunning, beautiful, iconic, pop icon. Keep it going. Self-esteem. <laughs> um, we are absolutely gagged to be able to speak to her. Um, so stay tuned, because that is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, as Brendan said, we have been away for a little while. Um, it was a bit longer than we anticipated it to be. Well, yeah, we're just going to do episode after episode and just mm. carry on the season. But time and events <laughs> don't go like that, do they? <laughs> so we didn't come back and do the end of year review for New Year like we were going to. Mm-hmm. But we'll go into that in a bit. Before yeah. we do, how are you? I am okay, actually. Um it is a bit awkward to get back into this again. It feels... it feels. It's been so long. <laughs> it feels so long, doesn't it? I think we had a very similar size break between season two and season three anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is... Yeah, it was because it was unexpected. And now coming back, it's still been on the cards whether we were coming mm-hmm. back at this point anyway. So I don't know. It feels, it feels a bit of like a, an out-of-body out of experience at the minute. Mm. But generally, I've been okay... I moved house, I think, since 
the last episode went out. I hadn't found a place. Oh yeah, true. And I love the two girls I'm living with, mm-hmm. Esme and um, and Sean, mm-hmm. and they're a gorgeous, gorgeous and pair. Cats. And the cats, which they're actually leaving. Oh yeah. Come on, this is meant to, meant to be bringing me off this episode. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, we fostered them, so this is going to their forever home. They're not going back oh. to, like, the pound or wherever okay. they go. Um, <laughs> not the pussy's going no. to pop out. <laughs> Stop, that is awful. Continue anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're going to the forever home mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, so we'll make the most of them yeah. while they're here. Um and oh, actually, I actually did a gorgeous detox at the weekend <laughs> in the form of violent <laughs> food poisoning. Um, it was horrible. Uh, it was horrible from midnight to 8am, just complete vomitorium. And so what, what was it that caused that? I think just a <laughs> disease <laughs> of some sort. You don't think it was the... What, how many eight sausage rolls you had in one sitting? Eighteen. Eight. 18. You had 18? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you said 8. No, it was 18. 18. 18 mini sausage rolls. Asda, this is on you. Asda. Oh, or yeah. possibly KFC that you had after that. I did have KFC after that. But why are we having this intense, intense week? Because... Oh, yeah. I turned, th- I turned my birthday. You turned, I turned 30. 30. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was gorgeous, wasn't it? Actually, actual it was birthday. really fun. Yeah. I went to Bright in Hackney. And it was delicious. It was delicious. So delicious. Tried oysters for the first time. Mm. Which we must say, <laughs> that was not the cause of food poisoning. I, I don't know, because I read online, no, no I read online long. that the no. it can be at bay for at least one to two days before it comes up. Is that a pun? <laughs> no, but well, it's good, good pun. <laughs> Seaside. Um, it, can, it can be harboring inside you for a couple of days before it comes out. <laughs> I've had some things harbour inside me, but this is the first that's <laughs> come back out so violently. Um, I've said it to you enough already, but... Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday for me. Well, oh, that's nice, thanks. New year, new you. New year, new... Well, new decade. Do you feel like there's a new version of you coming out? Um, to play? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm the reason that we didn't come back. We had a longer break. After we released the last episode... I had a trip home. Mm-hmm. I had a breakdown. <laughs> uh, not not strictly because of that, a combination of things. Um, obviously, the recording theme throughout every single episode last year was that I was stressed mm-hmm. for a variety of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, just probably, well, not probably, definitely hit breaking point. So um, I've actually was signed off work and started antidepressants. Mm-hmm. The first time, um, which is something we've discussed in previous episodes, but I've never felt like I needed. Mm. So I'm still in counselling at the moment, which has been a lifesaver. Um, but yeah, I had to speak to my GP because I hit a point that I've never felt before. Mm. Um, and considering before this, I would say 2017 was like the worst year. I think even though professionally last year was like, insanely successful i fruitful. feel like very fruitful indeed personally it was it was my worst year ever mm. so yeah i spoke to the gp um have been signed off for a little bit of time um which has been really helpful actually just in the recovery time december just 
feels like an enormous blur because I think it was the come down of just stopping everything and then starting. So I started taking sertraline originally 50 mils and I've gone up to 100 mils, uh, milligrams. So I've definitely felt within maybe like the last week and a bit, it's definitely leveled out now. Um, so I am feeling a lot, lot better than I was. Um, but I'm still having kind of the ups and downs mm. with that still. Like I said to you before we started recording, I feel a bit anxious and a bit flat today, but I think that's maybe because I haven't spoken about it yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that is why we've been away. Um, I've never taken time off work before. I've been in stressful jobs in the past and never needed it. Um, never felt like I needed medication. So it was definitely quite an awakening we should say um do you think i haven't asked you this yet but um obviously like you said everyone's been um hearing how stressful your mm. year has been every <laughs> every single episode <laughs> which has been like bi-weekly so every yeah. two weeks so that's a long period of time where you had been stressed yeah do you felt like you needed to get to a certain point before you spoke to the gp about getting signed off like why do you think there could have been anything that could have stopped it getting as bad as it did there so there were several times last year actually where i was close to speaking to the gp about it because i felt like i'd reached capacity with stuff and just pushed through it and i mean the joke of it all is that we finished season two with an episode called over and burnout <laughs> oh yeah and that was august was it and at that point i'd already considered it twice hmm but I think the way that professionally stuff was going on, it, it was coming in waves. So I think I was connecting my ability to manage stuff with that rather than how I actually was feeling mm. personally. I was just like, well, I've finished this bit now, so I've got a few weeks rest time and then it'll, you know, pick up again, but it's fine. I'll be able to like manage the the waves of it all. But actually I wasn't paying attention to the personal side of it, which was actually that I didn't like who... I turned into last year personally mm. and the way I was managing things and coping with things. So I probably should have spoken to the GP a lot sooner to be fair because yeah, maybe it wouldn't have got to the point it did. But then also I think I don't think I'd have started medication any sooner mm. because I don't think I'd hit that point when I realised that yet. So mm. I don't know. I think it's a combination of things to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about say if someone else is thinking like that at the minute but they Mm. don't think because obviously when we talked about mental health again similar to you before I reached out for support I felt like I wasn't as bad as you should have been Mm -hmm. to get help kind of thing um until it was the worst case scenario but then at that point it was almost like speak to someone or die basically yeah so and it's a horrible place to be in so in terms of like recognizing the signs I know I right now where i am at the minute i know i'd definitely be able to kind of get a sense of mm-hmm. the signs and have those conversations with people around me say like my boss or whoever if i had a job um <laughs> so i'm just thinking for the future do you think you'd be able to recognize that mm-hmm. I-, I think that's the issue that I-, I didn't recognize it this time because i've never been to this level before you sure yeah i thought i like reached the lowest i could be previously mm-hmm. so i thought i understood that that was like whereas actually it was just like like i've never identified with or thought i had depression for example because mm-hmm. i've always managed to flow with the emotions i've got and if i feel down mm. i kind of am 
I'm okay being in that space because I know I can get back up. Whereas I like lost that ability last year and didn't realize for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, obviously, I, I know halfway, well, three quarters through the year, I, I made the decision to go back to therapy. Mm-hmm. So I, I was taking steps to try and address it. But at that point, I just don't think it was enough. Because like, as I say, the therapy has been incredible and the therapist I've got at the minute has just been like the best I've ever had. She's incredible. But it's it still wasn't enough. And also we we do talk about this, but therapy is exhausting. It's so yeah. exhausting. So it's not as though you could, because how long had it been since you'd stopped therapy before going back? Over a year, right? Maybe longer. Yeah. Over like so 18 months, maybe. you had all this kind of stuff you still needed to, to kind of get to the bottom of. Mm. Um, and then starting that at the same time, it just seems like it, yeah. is, it is a lot. And that will have overwhelmed you even more and just yeah. made things a lot worse. I think one thing I will say, though, because I know this has been a few pe- people close to me have said this. When I've said about being burnt out or had a lot on or feeling stressed, they always say, like, take, take a break from the podcast. Like, it's not essential. And I just have to say that this, all of last year, was like the thing that kept me sane. Mm. Well, <laughs> until the end. But it was the one thing that I've never felt stressed with this. It's always been a joy and it's been an outlet to talk about stuff in a way that I don't speak about it in other situations because this is the space that it is. And not because I don't want to talk about it in other ways, it's just it, the way that it happens to work in this mm. sort of environment. So. And I, I mean, I've considered, obviously considered it myself as well to be like, well, why should we've discussed it? Like, do I need to be doing this alongside other stuff? But mm. this is not, this is not a drain in any way. This mm-hmm. is, if anything, a, a huge support amongst everything else. So yeah, but I am, yeah, doing better now, going back to work shortly. Um, Obviously medications have done that and I'm feeling a lot better. And I'm glad that last year has finally disappeared because peace out, honestly. Never again. (laughs) You always go on fucking yapping in my ear about another thing that helps you all the time. Fortnite? No. uh, Although (laughs) that is, yeah. New PlayStation? Um, Music. Yeah. Yeah. And... uh, the I person see, we've oh, had on today. Oh, there we oh, go. See where the link is. Again. Yeah. <laughs> the person we've had on today is just you. You bloody love her, don't you? Honestly, I've only been introduced to her recently, and I am now indoctrinated. Fine. Absolutely. But um, you have been, yeah. Honestly, I'm, I was just so gagged when we managed to get it. She has last year been again, just like another savior, pop icon. Not even just from my point of view, if you check any of the 2021 review lists, she's either single of the year mm-hmm. or album of the year. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of The Guardian, she's both. Wow. So the power that she has <laughs> is unmatched at this point. Yeah. Um, Her music has, since the first album, Compliments Please, came out in 2019. I've been a big fan. She's just, and we discussed it in the interview, just incredible songwriting, performer, mm-hmm. The production of all of it and like there's just no holes no holds barred and when she released i do this all the time last year it was just one of them songs that like grabbed me by the throat mm-hmm. it was my most played song of the year 
um, as it was many, many other people's as well, because it is just... Um, Michael Chakraverti spoke about that song as yeah, well. Yeah, oh my God, interview. he did. Yeah. That was the one he walks on the beach to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know that she's been a very important person for many, many people. So we're really pleased to have her on. So here we go. So thanks for joining us. I guess, firstly, you know, we're starting 2022. How are you feeling generally? <laughs> I'm all right, you know. I'm ready to just get back on with it all. Like, mm. Christmas is fine, isn't it? But it just mm. gets in my way. Because <laughs> I like working and and I like projects moving. And, and yeah. everybody having a legitimate excuse to not email me back is, uh, I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. Being booked and busy. Yeah, I love it. Nothing I love more than, like, ideas and having them happen mm-hmm. and obviously i've been doing that my whole life but now all these ideas that i've done when no one cared about who i was they're all ringing back now yeah wanting me to do them so i'm just insanely busy and it's all terrifying but yeah i hope you did take a little bit of a break i did i did so yeah. i went i went back to my parents i did the whole all the lockdowns with my parents mm-hmm. so i was just back like it was like moving back in with my housemates like hi <laughs> hi again we've like we've seen enough of each other we don't need to do this <laughs> but yeah i did i did some snoozing good okay so we wanted to i guess mainly chat because um a i'm just a big fan so this whole thing's just a ploy to get you here yes um, i love that <laughs> but also between what you put on socials the lyrics that you write uh your music videos and also some of the amazing interviews you've done and i've read you are incredibly open and honest about both yourself and the experiences you've been through is this like a learned thing that you've developed over the years or something that you've always had in there i don't think I don't think I am open. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Honestly, I think I'd be more. I'd feel weirder, more weird, <laughs> if I wasn't like this. So when people when sort of people say, "Oh, it's so amazing that you're so open," I'm like, mm. "Oh, cool. Okay, cool. That's just. I, yeah. I think I've always been like it. Yeah. I sort of don't. I don't enjoy art that isn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not interested in landscapes or views. I'm interested in like people and stuff yeah um yeah i just think yeah i just live like that and you know it's nice that it's in uh you know making me some money now but (laughs) (laughs) like uh, yeah i was gonna be like this anyway (laughs) because i am there was a friend i was speaking to kind of in the awesome time just i think just before the album came out was saying they got tickets to the heaven show um she was like oh no i don't i don't know who that is kind of give a bit of an explainer and show them the songs she was like oh i've heard that on like in the studio before it's been on in the office it's always like really intense lyrics. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's one, like personally for me, that's one thing I always really enjoy, just like no holding back with it. Yeah. Um, I don't like making background music. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's definitely not that. <laughs> um, amongst, you know, tons of the interviews that you've done, I think it was one of the Guardian ones. Um, there was a quote where you said your therapist is begging you to find the middle ground and try and avoid extremes. This is yeah. something I've had to do. And I've been told repeatedly, um, like friends and therapists have both said they. How are you finding that at the minute? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I my I think my gut, my intrinsic nature won't do that. <laughs> but um, but having like paying money to somebody to tell me that weekly, um, yeah. means I'm learning it, and it's it's in my brain a lot, and it do, it does help, you know, to yeah. be like, hang on a minute, and and. That's all therapy has done for me, really, is just help me remember to question what my yeah. fibres and my bones and my blood, just like the the um, the conclusions I jump to naturally. 
I don't think that will ever change. Mm. I think I will always be this quite extreme. Like, I'm just so hyper-emotional. It's, like, absolutely debilitating. Mm. But, yeah, it's, like, therapy has helped me just... It's as simple as that. Like, she says to me, you just need some willpower. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm paying for this. (laughs) Like... But it's right, and then and then in the moments I need it, I'm like, oh, you just need willpower, you fucking idiot. And it, and it, you know, it, I really, it's really worked for me <laughs> to have someone spell it out for me. I think similarly, I'm kind of, I've always told myself going all out, whichever direction that's in, mm. is like the best way to do it because at least everything's out there. I'm pushing it to where it needs to be, and the best outcome will come from it. Obviously, it doesn't work like that, but like, well, I, I, the thing is, I think socially. Mm. people don't want that from you um i think i've always felt like why well that's not fair all these yeah. people that have restrained and <laughs> can live in the middle uh, <laughs> why should they reign supreme you know <laughs> couldn't be us <laughs> no and it took a long time for me to be like accept that about myself and also like that about myself yeah. um because you know not to this very after party chat already, but like it's like, <laughs> man, like fuck these normies. <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't know about you, but yeah, my whole life has been very much. Can you do less? Be less? Stop it? And yeah. um, I, I, but I just could, <laughs> I just couldn't. I, I, and the trying to fit in and the pretending and the acting like norm, a normal quote unquote mm-hmm. person was exhausting mm-hmm. and gave me a lot of mental health issues and made my life a misery so yeah i i it's not like i'm pro learning how to be a normie Mm -hmm. but i do see that i've i've benefited from some of the uh syllabus (laughs) (laughs) are you still seeing a therapist now I'll see that bitch till she's dead. I am net like yeah, life changer. I've had loads like since 2012. I've been like, so mom, God help me. Yeah, I've been with her for about five years now, and she's okay. That's good. It that's the thing about it. Like I think it's so expensive and mm. it feels so ridiculous that a lot of people don't either don't do it or yeah, you see one person and then you fuck it off because yeah, yeah, I've I've had like seven and they've all been varied mm. and now and only now am i like oh this is what therapy is yeah. like and it, and it's you it's a shame because I, I think you know absolutely everyone should do it um and it's not uh normalized or yeah it's just like not a thing people really do still but yeah. unfortunately it's like an expensive trial and error mm. that you know i mean i had no choice because i was insane but um mm. yeah i i'm I always like it stresses me out when I, and, and people go, oh, "I tried it and it wasn't for me," and it's like because that person probably wasn't. For yeah, me. that's not shouldn't be the end of it, should they? No, but unfortunately, but it's like you can't. I can't pontificate like going like, "No, mm. you've got to keep trying." Cause it's like sixty <laughs> fucking quid a time. Like who, you know? And that's that's the shame. But. Yeah, I actually, I'm I'm in council at the minute, and it was a few weeks ago, and I've, the room that we're sat in right now, we've recorded the podcast in. I was made redundant last uh, twenty twenty in interviewed for a new job in, started a new job, had a really intense year last year. Like, everything's happened in this fucking room. <laughs> and I got the counselling sessions, they were like, okay, it's all going to be over Zoom. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it in here. Please, I can't look at these same fucking walls. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to do it in person. I'm like 10 sessions in at this point, and I actually really enjoy it now. It works well for me. And it was only, it was maybe halfway through, like five session, sessions in. She just said something. She was like, 
well, you know, you don't need to, like, you can view it as doing healing in the space that you were damaged in. And it was, like you said, that just one simple, like, simple little thing. And I was like, huh. <laughs> and then since then, since then, I've been, like, like happily setting up my desk ready to, to, to yes. begin my next session. I love um, that. I'm yeah. so, I'm so, <laughs> as soon as you were saying that, I was about to be like, yeah, but you could heal in that space. <laughs> so yeah, good. I'm glad they... therapist? <laughs> yeah, literally. I actually pseudo therapize everyone. Anyone who doesn't go, I'm like, well, what would my therapist say? I'm like, I'm obsessed, man. I am obsessed. Um, okay. So it's slightly different. You've, I think anyway, I know you said you weren't open. We think you've been very open about some of the um, really annoying trolls that you've received and had <laughs> say shit online. Um, typically, always men. It's something we've covered before on the podcast. Um, we've spoken to a few different people mm-hmm. about, like, especially online abuse um, against kind of minority groups within that as well. How do you tackle it? Like, how do you find dealing with that? I mean, it's an ongoing process mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't really handle it very well yet. And I'm lucky, like, most of the shit I get online is it's just uh, like free free immersive art about what I'm fucking singing about in the first place so mm. like the, it, the sexist sort of misogynistic mm. calling me out for like what I look like and all that I'm like well you know you're describing what my frustration is with the world yeah. uh, so yeah. thank you you know I try and frame it as that as like cool thanks for this extra like level of uh, content um but it fucking floors me every time honestly I am my partner is like you know knows if I've had some shit and and it, it must be frustrating to be around me because because it is like how much love I get and mm. then that one or two yeah. will put me in, you know, I don't stop talking about it. Don't stop thinking mm. about it. I'm still thinking about it. This one guy once said like, uh, saying I can't sing, I've got no skill. And literally, I think about it every time I open my mouth now to sing. And it's like, <laughs> fuck me. And no amount of like, it's just a guy with a little cock in, you know, commentary, yeah. like fuck him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It still hurts. But look, it's, it's a numbers game. Like, I used to have 20,000 followers and everything was nice. And mm. now I've got double that or whatever. And as soon as you're like any, in front of anybody yeah. on the telly or in the magazine or in the paper, if you, before I was on, you only had to listen to me or hear me or see me if you wanted to. And now yeah. the nature of being like slightly more successful is some people don't want me on the telly. And, yeah. and you've just got to... Oh my god! Sunday brunch is the hotbed. I mean, it's quite fun. Like tr- getting trolled on Sunday brunch is quite fun. Um, but it does it, I, and I don't know. And like I said, it, it's ongoing for me. I, I wonder. I mean, I don't. My life hasn't like changed, but like on the internet, I guess it has. And mm. so I don't sort of notice it. I don't. You know, I'm not famous or anything like that or, mm. or, and stuff. But then there is, there is that. Um, untouchable you don't really matter anymore mm. vibe from general public that don't understand that i'm still just going to you know tesco and i'm not rich and i'm not famous yeah. so i'm not the someone that you can be like she's a this she's a that mm. i'm not kim kardashian do you know what i mean so mm. there is this like and you know and also people shouldn't treat kim kardashian like that yeah. <laughs> like, anyway that i don't know is my answer yeah, i fair. it hurts me and i hate it but also I've got a brain that's capable of logic and I'm mm. like, this is what, you know, 
the more it is just a numbers game mm. and for the most part i get so much love i get so many people just being just fuck hilarious with me and like lovely and me- like i feel like everyone is my friend you know <laughs> I, I, and so i'm like fine yeah. if if you need if you've just got to get yeah you just got to get used to it i guess on the flip side of that basically from when the first single for the um the last album came out every single review that i read <laughs> and like it got to the point where it was it was funny it was like oh another five star review uh, yeah. and then when especially when that album came out it was like every single one i think there was a four star and i was like well, that's not okay, babe <laughs> i know i saw my pr last night and he was like yeah i realized like being pissed off at four stars is like a really bad precedent to have set for us and yeah you know when i'm like number seven in album of the year i'm like okay (laughs) okay hon i feel like and then i'm like hang on a minute you fucking idiot that would have been amazing last year like stop it yeah i've ruined my career for sure i can never put any more music out that's um because yeah honestly like i know spotify obviously spotify rap stuff I do this all the time. It was like my top, top, top one. And I knew, <laughs> I knew way beforehand it was going to be when the three videos came out and I saw that you'd done all three videos in one day and recorded it and directed them yourself. I was just blown away, like, from the off. Oh. Um, before that, the best had been one of my favourite songs. We'll get onto the dance routine for that in a little minute. <laughs> um, but just, you know, beyond f- full full five stars for everything came out your mouth last year and the sellout <laughs> tour and you also released a book. How has the response to that been? <laughs> I don't know, really. I, people have just been sweet about it, I think. Mm. Um, it's... Uh, I enjoyed doing it a bit. Jay, my... Um, he's pu- published it and edited it, and it was his idea. Like, he was like, what? Because I... I think of my phone note things as poetry, but... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Jay's a big, like, lit head. Poet, yeah. poet head. And... Uh, it was he was like yeah and you could do it chronologically and I, I i was a bit of a nightmare to work with on it because he he worked so hard and sent me the full edit because he'd gone through all of them and chron- and done them all mm-hmm. chronologically and it took me honestly months to look at it. it i was really bad and i was like yeah yeah i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and you know when you you yeah. know you're avoiding something <laughs> you could just be honest and open about it but you're not and i was like it's cuz i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy yeah. and cuz it's horrible for me to mm. to look at it all but when i finally sat down mm. and did it um i thought this is actually co- this is cool this is a book because it, mm. you you see it's quite the chronology is you see me like you can tell i'm like i'm in panto in fucking oxford there you can tell <laughs> you can tell that my girlfriend's just broke up with me here for a bit you can tell i'm drinking and going out all the time here you can tell i'm dating like absolute dickheads of ups here like and then but then you see i think you read within the bullshit that you start to see me heal a bit and you start to see this new mindset i have now and but i'm very like i don't feel fine i'm not better i'm not solved and i think also the book sort of shows that and Mm. i I guess that's my mo a bit is like you're never going to be solved you you just got to keep sort of trying Mm -hmm. to keep going and yeah so yeah i like doing i think i'm gonna write another book like a more long form thing and Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. How one of the th- other things I wanted to ask about it's not actually in the questions. Um, I saw you'd mention it in in various interviews about the process of that album, and one of the things we came back in twenty 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 December twenty twenty, so like the end of the first shit year, 
and every single person we've spoken to since then we've asked um kind of how lockdowns and stuff were were for them you obviously put the album together didn't you over lockdown yeah and you mentioned that it made the process and the album better yes i hate to admit it mm. but enforced sort of patience mm. which is the only thing i'm not capable of patience <laughs> so <laughs> they had to a whole global pandemic is the only way to do it um <laughs> but yeah it really made me take yeah take my time in a way that i don't usually mm. and um yeah i don't know if i make another album once like you're gonna have to put me in a personal <laughs> pandemic I think. release some bacteria into the wild yes yeah i mean that won't be hard <laughs> Um, the the choreography as well. Did you do all of that? No. So I have all? a. Speaking of the panto I was in in Oxford, <laughs> in the, aka the worst time of my life. Um, the choreographer there, like day one, um, Stuart Roger. He's um just amazing, and mm. um he was choreographing the panto, and he's just fantastic. And I had I'd already made a video for my first single, mm. um. And so, and I'd started this idea because chore- like doing dance routines live was absolutely alien in in my world. Like, yeah. it was like a radical idea that I'd had. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, and I just love him. I just wanted to spend more time with him, and uh, he's become very much like a creative um, uh, part of it. And yeah. and so yeah, he he does the choreo. Um, um, we sometimes modify it or like sometimes I'm like that's two steps Stuart though mm. <laughs> um, mm. but yeah for the most part it's all, it's all him and and I get I, it's a part of it I adore which is uh, I sort of give it to him He do, we don't really talk about it and then we get in a room and all the, with the girls and it's sort of living my dream if I'm honest like mm. I used to want to be, I wanted to be a dancer. I wanted mm. to be like in musical theatre. I want I, I, like the fact that my life is learning dancers mm. <laughs> it, it honestly like is like pinch me little little girl me you know yeah is fucking thrilled and i just think it's quite funny that i've strong armed uh, like bulldozed my life into being there because <laughs> i used to like make up dancers all the time like playing out and i'd get girls from the like estate round and make them do the dances with yeah. me, even whether they wanted to or not and i'm like wow i'm just <laughs> professionally bullying girls into dancing with me still uh but yeah i love it i don't ask i don't like i've spoken spoke about the five star reviews and stuff i think the biggest one i'm going to tell you about you probably this is probably the most important thing out of all of them the person i came to see you with a heaven didn't know who you were the night that we went i showed them a couple of the songs and he ended up coming with me he is like pop girl big yes. name pop girl yeah, little yeah. mix rihanna obsessed with yeah. them he was like obsessed with the whole <gasps> thing the dance Phew. routines there was, there was a point where you had the pony the outfit he is a hard <laughs> hard crowd and you like smashed it with him yes! <laughs> thank god thank god i love that i love that when the boys that love the pop girls when they love me i'm like honestly you that's my favorite yeah i know that and it feels you. so good <laughs> i love it i love it no, i love it i love it too much and when so i follow loads of uh, boys that love pop girls and um, <laughs> when they talk about anyone else if they talk about Lord I'm like fuck it out shut up <laughs> I get really jealous but then as long as they're also talking about me I'm yeah. fine <laughs> um, so you said you like to be busy it's obviously first week of Jan no more bank holidays for a while what have you got coming up um, uh, yeah. for this year 
like I mean it's mad I'm I'm making the music for a for a play so I'm mm. like and I've never done this before so I'm like composing music mm-hmm. uh for a play I've just started it it's it's very um I I, I rarely feel like this, but I suddenly was like, I, you don't know what you're fucking doing, idiot. No, no way. Can you do this? And uh, that's been horrible. So I, and I still, I still don't know what I'm doing, but in, in, you know, in the dreams version of this, I'm very good at it. And mm. this is my like backup career and I do loads of it. Yeah. And this is how I make money in my sleep. Uh, but also maybe I won't do very well at it. And that'll it's be nice that. to be but grounded I, sometimes, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, I honestly like I love making records, but the idea of being able to make music that isn't mm. for me to tour or yeah, just just I just enjoy the process so much. And mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing first. Then I'm touring in March. Then I'm I'm playing literally everyone's festival you can mm-hmm. think of, like your stepdad's <laughs> barbecue. I am playing um, all through summer, and then. We don't know yet. Like I might tour again, or mm-hmm. I might. I'm working on like a play that I mm-hmm. might do. Um, and I've got right, you know, fucking. Oh, basically, like I said, like the phone, the call. I never got called back mm-hmm. before. <laughs> and I've written like two plays. I've written, you know, all this stuff, and now it's like, hey, do you want to do that play? And yeah. I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck, okay. It's hard because I'm like, well, you didn't want it before. Yeah. I was. <laughs> But then I'm also like, yes, please, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I am very lucky, like creatively, mm. like it's, and I'm very aware that this might not be forever. So I want to just, I want to prove I could compose something. I want to prove mm. I can write something. And then hopefully going forward into my twilight years, I will always have a job. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> if I can just age and not be skin, that is ideal that's a main aim so. isn't it <laughs> but also you know from making art which is is you know i'm so fucking lucky so mm. few people get to do it so. Mm. so yeah busy year but i love it oh what a ray of sunshine she is you remember that interview, do you? I will be honest, I do not remember <laughs> a single minute from that interview. The reason you only hear Matthew's voice is because I was direly hungover. It had been, I'd been out in Peckham the previous night and um, just had lots of Prosecco and wine. It was his birthday. It so. was my birthday, for goodness sake. My 30th birthday. I'm never going to have a celebration ever again. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, thank you for... Yeah, thanks for letting me fangirl. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, on, on her. Yeah, she wasn't over as well. I don't know if she mentioned, but uh, yeah. So you're the only loser here. <laughs> <laughs> I held the whole fucking thing together. You did. <laughs> you did uh, fantastic. No, but honestly, thank you so so much for chatting to us. And yeah, looking forward to seeing you again in March <gasps> at Kentish Town Forum. I mm-hmm. believe the venue is called. I keep forgetting the name. Another cello tour because stunning. Because why not? Because why not? <laughs> So, because we missed out on our 2021 review episode, mm-hmm. we're going to do a very quick fire. Top two highlights of 2021. Top two highlights. Um, the Mr. Porter shoot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you believe we did that? Honestly, glam squad galore. Glam squad, lip gloss, <laughs> 600 degrees in summer. <laughs> but that was one of them. And the second one is that we were nominated mm-hmm. for... 
best lifestyle and culture podcast in the Pod Bible mm-hmm. Awards, which we didn't win, guys. Guys, well, thanks for voting for us, honestly. Thank you, and thanks for the. I mean, the fact that we even. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. That's absolutely great. But can you just hold our hand for a second? <laughs> we need to mourn that loss. <laughs> okay, we're over it. On to the next one. I will say we were amongst the guilty feminist talk art. Yeah. Tan Francis podcast. Tan Francis podcast. There was there was some big players in there. Some so huge the fact players. that we were even yeah. rubbing shoulders with those, I'm blown away by. Me too. But we do more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll echo Mr. Porter. Yeah. And that was obviously an enormous highlight for us. Mm. I'll also say I would that's not one of mine, but I'll just agree to mine. Obviously it is also one of mine, but I want to add more because there were so wow. many. Uh, I would say the first one was being able to do History Month and Pride series. They both, for me, were my, all of them my favourite, but those specifically, they were able to do them that way. Yeah. And second is that we actually um, met and formed a very, very, very good relationship with Alistair and Joe Malone. Oh. So that for me is a highlight, because obviously season three, when I was sponsored by, we did that great project with them yes. for Pride Month. Yes. So that for me was a very big highlight as well. So thank you to the team at Joe Malone London. Okay, very quickly, highlight of the week, go. I want to say, <clears throat> wow, that's that was emotional. <laughs> yeah, m- my highlight of this week goes out to my gorgeous sister Mary. She went freelance and has now started her own oh, thing, her gorgeous. own brand. And uh, so she's based in Polished Nails in Nottingham. And they, it's like split, it's like a hair s- salon and... Um, nail salon mm-hmm. and so she does uh, all the hair there mm-hmm. and um, just really well done Mary mm. she's she's really on an upward trajectory mm-hmm. and she's doing some amazing things mm-hmm. so if you're in the Midlands area or you're willing to travel go get there and get your hair did oh that's a good one well mm. done on that theme oh my positive thing of the week is my gorgeous boyfriend Sam oh release he had his hair done <laughs> Uh, no but he just directed and edited and came up this week Um, Tom Aspel's new single Let Them in brackets It's All Love Mm. bracket closed and honestly the most stunning video oh it's beautiful it's camp Mm -hmm. it's like noughties it's like Adam Rickert and Steps there's space there's games there's all sorts to it Mm -hmm. so um yeah, that was a highlight because honestly, I'm so proud of him. Mm. He didn't let me see any of it throughout the whole process. No. So I had to watch it on the live premiere like everyone else. <laughs> <sighs> so much for special privileges. But yeah, congrats to Tom and also Sam and everyone else that was involved because it was a really big team as well. Um, it premiered on Gay Times, so well done to everyone. Bravo. And if you want Sound of the Summer, Tom Aspel, Life in Plastic. That's the album. Fab. That's us. That's your lot, honeys. That is your lot. You've been well fed today. <laughs> yeah, and my goodness, you we deserve did, it. Yeah, we did because, owe you, though. Yeah, we did owe We you. left you hanging. <laughs> that was just you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, it's a gorgeous day out, so we're going to mm-hmm. enjoy the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for oh the my first. God. I can't believe this is already happening again. Yeah, of our LGBT History Month episodes. Wow. We've got a very special set of guests, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Slightly different format than last year, which mm-hmm. was a different guest every single week. Two guests every week? 
two guesses oh my gosh it was wasn't mm-hmm. it so we, we can't we don't have it in us to do that again <laughs> so you want me to break again yeah so we're, we're it's going to be a slightly different format but equally educational mm-hmm. and it's going to be fun yeah really looking forward to it so stay tuned that'll be out on the 2nd of feb yeah wednesday 2nd one. of feb we will see you then as per feel free to to go over to Apple podcasts and review us also spotify podcasts mm-hmm. on spotify you can now review us so we would really really appreciate if mm-hmm. you can just slap a little five star but they seem to maybe have the same developer as apple only that you do five stars so uh, you're gonna interesting you're gonna that, have to give it? us five stars on spotify too yeah um yeah thank you so much <laughs> but no really it helps us you know be heard by other people yeah other people to find us be playlisted which mm. obviously yeah it's integral to keeping us alive yes (laughs) so thank you again see you in a couple of weeks thank you brendan oh for what just being you no be specific please (laughs) being a supportive ish friend oh (laughs) the queer elder that i can now look up to (laughs) disgusting oh my god next episode will be my birthday no no i don't think so yeah will no yeah. I think you're wrong. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew, as well. Thank you. For coming back. You. Don't forget. You're doing amazing, you're sweetie. You're doing so amazing, sweetie. Lots of love. Bye. Bye now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.